we start worshiping and then we begin to pray. But I want to seize this opportunity so that we can establish um, what we started. Amen. And so we saw the significance of the death of Jesus. We saw the significance of the resurrection of Jesus. We saw the significance of the ascension of Jesus. And we made a remark that the death and the resurrection of Jesus is for the purpose of redemption. But our ascension with Jesus is for the purpose of warfare. It gives us positional advantage. Are you with me? So you follow in the teaching? Have you read that scripture that says Jesus led captivity captive? And he gave gifts unto men. In order for Jesus to give gifts unto us, he ascended first. And the gifts that he gave, he gave them from ascension. Who knows the implication of that? Hallelujah. We are still in Bible study mode. Who knows the implication of that? Your calling. Jesus had to ascend first before he released your calling. The anointing that you are carrying today, Jesus had to ascend first before he released your anointing. So what does it mean? What is the implication of releasing your calling from the position of ascension? Because the objective that I want to achieve at the end of the day is to teach us the intricacies of authoritative prayer. Are you with me? Whereas normal prayer is from earth to heaven. That's ordinary prayer. But authoritative prayer is from heaven to earth. You must take advantage of your ascension to engage in authoritative prayer. That's the difference. Now, but I need to expose us to the realities of ascension and the things that Jesus did deliberately to ensure that we walked in victory perpetually. And just in case your life is a contradiction to the expectation of Jesus, we are in the clinic today, the Bible clinic. And the purpose for being in the Bible clinic is to be able to solve that your problem. Because the expectations of God are consistent with the infrastructure that he has put in place for your Christian life. Now, who has the other microphone? Because we are still in Bible study mode. Hallelujah. He released your calling from ascension. He released your anointing from ascension. You really got the things that we were teaching this morning. The answer to my question should not be far off. Why did he release your anointing from ascension? He led captivity captive, that's resurrection. But he gave gifts unto men from ascension. And who has an answer for us? Because it's an open forum, like a marketplace. Everybody has a voice in the market. <laughs> and that's what Bible study is. We don't want to end up preaching at you every day. We need to 
provide some level, some possibility, platform of accountability so that you can talk back at all. And so, what is the implication when the Bible captures the fact that our anointing, our enablements, our, our callings, our offices, our ordinations come from the great height of ascension? What is the implication of that? Why did God adopt that model, that design? Because it's a deliberate thing that was put in the structure in order to ensure deliberate results. So somebody's trying to come to the rescue. Amen. Don't, 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 don't be confused. By the time we finish this teaching, we'll do practical. Hot, hot practical today. Hot. <laughs> Hallelujah. You said earlier that... Um... The position of authority in the spirit of is the spiritual realm. Okay. It depends on how high you are. Yes, for Hence, the height from whence you are operating. Yes, so if these gifts and anointings are given from that level, it mm -hmm. is meant to give authority over Satan. Yes, you are 60% right. You just quoted what I said and you deduced. There was no... You have... Yes, no originality. You have X and Y coordinate. You don't have Z coordinate. No Z. Hallelujah. What is the implication of releasing your anointing from ascension? You know, we said something that the battle that took place took place in order to ensure that Jesus did not resurrect from the dead. All right? So in the resurrection of Jesus, the Bible says he made an open show of principalities and powers. And I said that the word show there in Greek is what? Aquedomai. Don't forget. If you forget anything, don't forget that. You will need that, that word to preach this same sermon to somebody else. What's the word again? Aquedomai. So the time of contention was a time of ascension. That was the proclamation and the declaration that the Holy Spirit made concerning the status of Jesus in the realm of the Spirit. So his status was no longer in doubt after resurrection. And the story did not finish after resurrection because after resurrection, Jesus ascended. Are you following that? And in his ascension, the Bible says he ascended far above principalities and powers and dominions and every name that is named. And that was a deliberate act of God. In order for Jesus to wield an authority that is far beyond that which principalities and powers can ever hope to wield. In fact, it was on the strength of Jesus' return back to heaven after accomplishing the work of redemption that he was ushered into the office of the Christ. And that we see in the book of Acts of the Apostle, chapter 2, from verse 31 to verse 36. Jesus was coronated Lord of the universe and Christ, which is the administration of every process that has to do with the trafficking and the interaction of the, of the divine life. And so you see, the Holy Spirit now that is in your spirit is actually there on Christ's behalf. And that's why the Holy Spirit will not advertise himself in your heart. He will only bring the will of Christ to you do you understand? The Holy Spirit is a very selfless spirit. Because he's occupying 
the office of Christ in your hand. He's the one that is operating that office right now. So he's not doing it of his own free will. He's doing it within the context of what the office allows. He gives expression to what Christ is doing. Now, that, that platform is a platform of the divine life. And that became possible because Jesus was ushered into that office of the Christ in the heavens of God. It is from that office that he said, Brother Jude, this is your anointing that you're walking. I have finished the legal aspect of the contract that is required. All right? Is that legal aspect that has generated, created the possibility of grace so that we can be saved? It is that legal aspect that makes it possible for the Holy Spirit to put an anointing upon you because I did not finish my work on it. Have you read that in the book of Isaiah chapter 53? Who has believed our report? That's the first question of redemption. To whom has, is the arm of the Lord revealed? That's the second question of redemption. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Verse 8. Who shall declare his generation? The reason why one is sought to declare his generation was because if he were physically present, he would have still been preaching and doing his ministry. But he was cut off. So you are now conscripted to continue that his ministry upon the face of the earth. And in order for you to do it, there is an empowerment that must come upon you. And that empowerment is coming from ascension. Now, what is the philosophy of ascension? The philosophy of ascension is that a man that is ascended in this particular sequence has gone beyond the battle, has gone beyond the fight, is past the realm of conquering. He is sitting in victory. So the anointing came from the realm of what? Victory. And that is to say that if we function in that anointing, it will produce victory. Because it was sent from where? Victory. So it will produce what? So anytime you find a believer that is defeated, he did not operate by the anointing. Because if you operate by the anointing, the resultant effect of that operation will be exactly that from that which is established in the place where the anointing came from. My calling was released from ascension. As long as I walk in my calling, I will overcome. It doesn't matter what the devil, they say there's a strong spirit. I hear people, I, I wonder. The Bible says that Jesus, this throne where he is domiciled right now, is far above and every name that is named. That means spirits that have names and the ones that don't have names. There are some spirits that have names. Are you with me? You see, every such name, where Jesus operates and the influence of his name <laughs> makes those ones inferior. Don't forget, don't forget. You are forgetting. Let me still press further on this ascension matter. Now, you know, I said this morning that you, your nationality is in heaven. That's one. Your reality is in heaven. The economy that is operating your spirit is from heaven. Anytime you yield to the Holy Spirit, you have yielded to the atmosphere of heaven. Transport in the spirit, which is a necessary factor in spiritual activity. Are you with me? Oh my. You see, I was a classroom teacher for many years. And I know where my students understand. So it's not so different now that we are in the church. For those of you that have heard the chalk before, 
and it's a noble profession. Hallelujah. And I, I, I actually long to be in the classroom again. God, that's where my, my aptitude is actually for the classroom. But thank God the Lord provided a, an opportunity in the kingdom to exercise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Now listen. 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 The anointing came from where? So if I yield to the Holy Spirit and allow the, the purpose for which that anointing was kindled upon me to come to pass, it will produce what? Victory. Because the atmosphere of ascension is victory. That which comes from ascension, if you allow it to produce itself, it will produce what is in the atmosphere of where it came from. It is because of this that a believer is sentenced to victory. The Bible says, thanks be to God who always leaded us in what? Triumph. That should be a natural thing that leads the path of a Christian. As long as you are walking with the articles that have their derivation from ascension. And so you may call that thing Igede. What do I call it? Igede what? Agba. Is it Agba? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> and most of you are afraid of it. All of those names are just different names for the spirit of death. Aleku, the spirit of death. Igede Agba. Just the different names for the spirit of death. Akpan. Okay, I'm trying to learn it. Hallelujah. Igede Akpan. Agba. Oh, New Year Festival. Akpan is a deity. All of those names are different names for the spirit of death. And I've, I've said something. Hallelujah. You are not here. Come here. Don't go like this. Don't go. Stay with me. Now, listen. The Bible speaking because it's only through scripture that we can have hindsight. Hindsight. Insight. You need hindsight sometimes. You need insight sometimes. And the scripture is multidimensional. It gives you many forms of sight. Because there are many kinds of light that the scripture can bring to you in order to enlighten the eyes of your understanding. And the kind of light that comes is with, with respect to the kind of enlightenment that you need in order to carry out a spiritual transaction. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that our light, we are dead. Say so we are dead. I hope you know how we became dead. Because substitution is a reality in the realm of the spirit and Jesus died in our place. So it's logically calculated that we died. There is those days when we started work in Abuja, they came to rig up the entire office um, accommodation with uh, computers to rig up the entire office. And uh, they now provided uh, internet services. Hallelujah. Then at that point, they had not yet told us what the internet service was for. So we improvised. We devised many purposes for the internet that was available. And then suddenly, some of my colleagues that know how to browse a lot now stumbled upon a website. In that website, um, it's, it's, uh, it's like a search engine. But it's a search engine that was fabricated by occultists and necromancers. 
Now, what is required uh, on the website is that you impute your name and you impute your day of birth. And if you search it, the website will, the, thing, the search engine will produce your day of death. Mm. <laughs> it was a portal of darkness that was opened into that office that day. And then the guys that found the website started laughing. That see this fake thing. So one guy whose dad had died, he now put his dad's name, put his dad's birthday, and then put all of his dad's credentials. When he rolled the search engine, the thing produced dead, 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 red, dead, 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 dead. That was when we knew that uh, something was. You see, now I, I have your attention. The Bible says, "Ye are dead." And your life is hid in Christ and Christ in God. Now, he's giving you insight of your reality. Because if you go to Akpan Shrine, many of you will forget that scripture. But I want to show you how the spirit realm works. Please help me preach to your neighbor. And if you can write it down, and I hope you will remember if you write it down. Spiritual activities are carried out from the stage of reality. I will explain that. Spiritual activities are carried out from the stage of what? Reality. Now, so, that scripture reveals your reality, that you are dead. Meanwhile, I don't advise you, are you still with me? I don't advise you to use that kind of software in case you find uh, that website. That thing you are doing there is consultation. You are consulting wizardry. And the implication of that is that you are now subject to the authority of that spirit that you consulted. It is, it is, it is, it is very wrong. It is very wrong for you to go and consult any other thing for the purpose of knowing the future or gaining understanding. And we have user-friendly ways of dabbling into those kind of stuff. My darkness came into our office. That's what I'm saying. And the people that did that thing as, you know, is internet play. They... <laughs> They, they were visited. They were visited. I hope you know these days, those days, in order for you to have a spirit wife, there's an elaborate ceremony that is done. Elaborate. And you have to camp by the seashore for seven days. And then the spirit wife will emerge from the water. And then she will now function like uh, a guardian spirit all the days of your life. Hallelujah. In fact, she will give you instruction, and they are very, very jealous. Those days, you need to do that for seven days. Today, there, there are websites where you can click. Spirit, do you want spirit wife? Do you want Indian? Indian type, Caucasian type. So, you just fill in your details. And probably your address. And when you click, you say, click away. You'll be amazed when you sleep in the night. Oh, man. <laughs> a website, a website opens. Now, so don't try your hands on what you don't know. Hallelujah. I assure you the things you don't know will not know you. But the one you use your hand to find, it will know your address. It will even trace your daughter. It will be active in your corridor for many generations. Except a man of insight. They understands that ascension comes up upon the scene. And he understands the principles of litigation in the realm of the spirit. He can redeem that bloodline. Now, the Bible says, ye are dead, and your life is hid where? In Christ and Christ in God. 
Now, in my experience, in the ministry of deliverance, I found out that people's reality are domiciled in very strange places. And what did I say about spiritual activities and spiritual warfare, spiritual transactions? It comes for you launch it from where? The platform of what? Reality. Now, so if that lady's reality is in the water, that's where her reality is domiciled. By reason of transactions and covenants, she has a link, her power bank. What is supporting her manifestation on ground is deep in the water. Are you with me? Now, if you, are, if you want to minister to that person, if you don't have authority to speak and it will appear in the water, you cannot deliver that person. Because it is a game of what? Reality. Oh my. Now, just like I said in the morning, you can be close to somebody that is a witch and you will not know for two years. You may not know. And the person who is trying to harm you for two years could not harm you for two years. It's not because you were not within physical range. It's because you were not within spiritual range. Many times if God wants you to understand something very close to you, it takes you deep into the spirit so that you can see it and understand it from there. Because even though it is close, its reality is domiciled in a distant place. Now, so as you are going to that Akpan shrine, you enter the shrine, you are now you forget your reality. You forget your ascension mode. You forget what you are from the standpoint of your reality. You forget your nationality. Ah. <laughs> the spirit knows when you forget. You become close. Because you forgot your identity. I'm not from around here. So even if I visit the shrine physically... To desecrate it. And the spirit confronts me. I am dead. And my life is what? Hid in Christ. And where? Christ is hid in God. Now so in order for you to unveil me. You will get God first. God the father. You will deal with him. Remove Christ from him. Deal with Christ. Remove me from Christ. And then I will not be exposed. In the realm of my reality for attack. Hmm. Are you still coming with me? So I'm not that cheap to find. You need to do a lot of searching to find my reality. And if you cannot strike my reality, you cannot strike me on ground. You can't kill me on ground. These are the advantages that ascension has created. And they are created so that they can be maximized and appropriated. You are not as vulnerable as you think. Uh, your Mindset must be a function of up-to-date revelation about your reality context. And the context of your reality is ascension. Please help me preach to your neighbor. Your, your context of reality is ascension. Now, if you are going to desecrate a shrine, and when you appear before that shrine, you just feel there is danger. Danger. Now, what happened to you is that the devil used a very small trick, which is the trick of terror, to get you to forsake your ascension reality. And the Bible said, them that forsake their mercies, eh? they that observe lying vanities, forsake their mercy. Because you observed the terror and you felt the terror was real, you gave away your ascension reality. That is when you now come into focus, you now come into range of attack. I need to tell you how the ascension thing works. Because I was... I was confronted with a situation. I know you not believe, but let's leave that to God. I was confronted with a situation. And the situation I was confronted with was that an all flew and wanted to stand on my head. 
I hit it, and the oil did not fly. The oil just went back like this. And I wanted to change into another thing. Not in the dream. In BSU. Oh, I know you thought I was dreaming. I was just, I was on dream mode. <laughs> it was in BSU. And the thing wanted, then that was how I now discovered how, uh, I found out how members of my family became mentally derailed. It was that thing that happened. So I hit the thing off and the guy wanted to change it to something else. And then the Holy Spirit whispered to me, if you fear, you die. If you fear, you die. So I knew that fear was a luxury that I could not afford. Oh, you are not with me. Because if you can afford fear, you observe a lying vanity. Who told you that because the thing is like this, it is powerful? <laughs> Please help me tell your neighbor the strength of purpose, not in the size. <laughs> oh, glory to God, the glory. Have you seen an alligator pepper? Oh my. It's not in the side. Because the thing is big. No, that's not how we, we that's not how we wait. In fact, if we go to teach about demons, you come to realize that the strength of a demon is not in the size. The ranking of a demon in it is his propensity for wickedness. That's the ranking. Not everybody, not every demon has the capacity for wickedness as you think. But the higher they go in demonic ranking, the deeper their capacity for wickedness. You can find spirits that will trail you for 20 years with, with an intention of wickedness. When they come close and they cannot find a place to perch, they will leave you for a season. But they have not forgotten the contract. And that's why perpetually we must hook up to our ascended reality. That's the only way we are sure of security. That fear you want to entertain is a lying vanity. And there are many laws in the spirit. This is one of them. I'll show you another law today. You know, I said one yesterday. Huh? If you observe lying vanities. There are places where fear is a luxury that will expose you to the adventure. So God whispered to me because I was a novice, a simple Bible teacher. Now, I was entering into situations where spiritual realities I had to confront. And my Bible teaching was insufficient. Hallelujah. And God began to give me strategic insight by his spirit. That's why it's needful for you to gain experience and gain age in grace. That is what will give you the capacity to be able to help the younger people as they are coming up. Because those experiences create an atmosphere for you to have access to wisdom. God said to me, he said, if you fear what? You die. It was after the experience I had to go study my Bible to find out why he made that statement. And I discovered that as long as I retained my ascension mode, I was impregnable. But if I can afford the luxury of fear, it means I myself are taking myself after the Father. I myself took myself out of Jesus. I myself revived myself and made myself available for the key. Because the Bible says you are dead. And your life is hid in Christ and Christ in in God. That luxury will reverse that, that order of security that we have access to. The ascension mode. So when I saw that, okay, if I'm not going to be afraid and this thing turns to something else, the only way to handle it is to close my eyes while I combat. Because there's no scripture that said your eye must be open. 
Reduce the information and you will fear less. Uh, don't, you, you, in the market, you are looking for information. In the office, you are looking for enemies. Uh, one day you wake up, this your hand won't go up. <laughs> don't worry about information. When people are gossiping about you, don't care to hear it. If you hear it, your faith will be affected. So why not allow them to enjoy themselves and you keep your, your ascension mode? So I had to close my eyes. And I began to rage. That was the first major confrontation I had from the kingdom of darkness. I was visible. After 30 minutes of praying in tongues, I opened one. <laughs> Couldn't close it for too long. Well, what I saw when I opened that one was good. One of the wings of the bed had been cut off. I said, okay, this thing is working. So I didn't need to close it anymore. You can learn on the job. Please help me tell your neighbor, you can learn where? On the job. <laughs> no Bible study, no Bible school will equip you enough. When you begin to encounter darkness and pressure from the kingdom of hell, uh, you can learn on the job. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible study is there to give you the confidence that you need from the doctrinal perspective and you are supposed to hold to that view as you advance on the adventure. Now, I dealt with that bed. Three days later, the sorcerer, our, the, uh, the last among um, our ancestors that refused to die. Hmm? Last among. He, he was a healer. And according to him, he had a cure for any kind of disease known to man. He moves with a bag of leather. He brings things out of the bag that he, he did not put inside. You don't understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> All kinds of stuff came out of that. Do you now wonder at what point did he put? He will never tell you he's, he's, he, has, he has gone out of ration. There's always, he's always available. This is your own. <laughs> Bring string things out of the bag. That day he woke up in the morning and when he came to his doorpost, something struck him. And the thing that struck him, struck him so bad that he did not even fall with his back. He fell with his face. You know, that's a terrible way to fall. The thing must have struck real hard. And, uh, hallelujah. It was the outcome of that our battle. Because the outcome of David's and Goliath's battle. They took the battle from the natural and brought the battle in, into the supernatural. So they fought from the supernatural. So the outcome of the supernatural war was decided in the natural by catapult. You know, it, it looks foolish, Abby. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, the natural one is just an excuse to manifest the outcome that is already there. Now I've seen people that they have killed in the spirit before, and then what killed them in the natural was mortar. Mortar just fell and he died. It was the excuse of mortar. Some will stumble and fall. Some, some, it was an accident. Almost. And everybody, hey, There was no collision. <laughs> you know, his own happened where? They took his own battle from the natural. They took it. So it was the foolishness of near accident syndrome that became the explanation for the battle in the natural. The, the ascension mode is an accompaniment you should never forget. When you find a man travels and he comes back home, and he does that regularly, he must know about his status in the ascension. We don't die in transit. Hallelujah. Because according to the creed of God, you'll be blessed in the city and out of the city. 
The same grace that covers you in the land of your prayer will cover you in the desert that is dry and infested by demons. Your ascension mode does not give preference to, lo to locations. Location is not a factor of production if your ascension mode is intact. Remember that spiritual transaction and warfare comes from the platform of your what? Reality. That's why several times when you are conducting deliverance, through the word of knowledge, you must know where that person's reality is. And you need to address the person within the context of that reality. Now we'll go into all of that. But you see, in order for that prayer to be effective, you are praying not from earth to heaven. You are praying from heaven to earth. So we cannot pray authoritative prayer except we know our ascension reality and we now understand the environment of that reality and we take advantage of it in order to issue authority that comes from that landscape. That's authoritative prayer. Now before I go on, if you are still with me, say amen. amen. I need to dig around what I've just said. You know? Dig around. It's Bible study. So, now if you have any question, you can ask. The microphone is available. Before I move into, I want to move into a very deep journey now. But we can stop here and ask questions. Two questions. The question must be related to the subject matter. Don't trouble the class, the class. This class is alright now. Don't trouble it with a strange question. Two questions. We have one question here. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, I don't have all the answers. The, the fact that I'm standing here doesn't mean I have all the answers. If we find out that we don't have the answer, we'll revert back to Jesus. I just want you to know that one before we start the question. Just in case you think, oh, this guy knows I'm lie. I don't have all the answers. Alright. First question. Thank you, sir. Thank I want you. to find out from your ascension uh, reality. Yep. Can you confront any forces of darkness? Be it principality or whatever. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's a, that's, I would have forgotten that. Can you clap for him for bringing us <laughs> back into remembrance? Uh, should I say something? The fact that uh, you have ascension power. Jesus only pays for what he commands. Jesus does what? Pays for what he commands. Now, let me give you an idea. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. There's a shrine in your village, okay? Don't go to that shrine to do anything about that shrine except you are led there is an instruction if there is no instruction you went in the flesh and jesus will not support that your adventure <laughs> you will come into head-on collision with that which has his reality trapped in that place and uh, many people that have experienced such have a story to tell which they will have to tell in different languages because one language will not have stature enough to contain the story you go when there's a leading you see you are already afraid uh, don't be afraid. Alright? Don't be afraid. The, the, the objective of the answer of this question is not to kindle fear. It's just don't feel that because you ascended, you do anything. No. We are cultured, we function by protocol. Even in the healing services, not everybody I pray for. No. The people that I pray for, Jesus 
tells me he wants to do this kind of thing first before I start praying for them. Hallelujah. And I assure you, uh, we went somewhere. Are you with me? I gave a word of knowledge about a condition. A woman came with another condition. I said, sorry. You are misplacing offices. I am a messenger. Huh? My master said he wants to deal with this case. And it happens to be that your own case is not in the category. My master is aware you are here before he excluded you. Me too, I exclude you. You see, the truth is, we don't know why Baba excluded her. Don't try to be... Me, I will not pray for her. Because he was not in the category. Because I'm not in charge. What we are doing is not gimmick. It's not trial and error. If Jesus spoke, he will heal. I don't go to the field because I've watched Benny Hinn for long. I've watched him. He's, I, I think, the greatest healing evangelist in the world right now. If I'm not mistaken. Or even if... Okay. I think I'm not mistaken. He doesn't pray for everybody. There are people that go to his meetings crippled. I know a woman that went to, for his meeting crippled and came back crippled from Boko. I've met a woman before. Baba was not attending to her. It's not as if God did not have the ability to do so. Only God knows why her case was not mentioned. Her case was not attended to. And that is not part of my business. Oh, you want to t- comment about that? Sorry, that's how me. Oh, that's my own level of civilization for now. If I have more insight, I will come back and correct that statement. So you don't go to any shrine and just say, "Okay, because I'm ascended, here we go." Malakola Mahima Santo. The outcome of what will happen, we we speak it in tongues. Hallelujah. We'll speak it in tongues. Meanwhile, I've destroyed many shrines by instruction. And I've even destroyed some, many, without instruction. Before I discovered that, ah, you know, the days of ignorance, God will overlook. But when you are knowledgeable, God is expecting you to operate according to knowledge. I destroyed many. Even Wadata here, Jesus. Oh, no time for stories. No time for stories. The things that we exhume, the things we remove, we were not instructed. It was zeal. Evangelical zeal. We entered and started doing strange things. My God. The Muslims. <laughs> Signs and wonders. We, we left campus, prayed for three hours and said, where are we going to face now? Say, Wadata. <laughs> and we started doing all kinds of stuff. And that day, the whole place went on rampage. The whole place. And when one man, one man kept watching us, watching us, watching us. It seems these guys have power. Everybody we prayed for got healed. Prayed for the legs. Raised the person, the person started walking. Ah, so many people were attracted. The man said, Say, Pastor, come. Then he took me into his house. That since he packed into this house, this idol has been here. I, I removed the idol. I removed it. Without praying, I, I came out with it. Then I put it down. I said, Is it this one? Is it pastor? I said, Well, come here. I removed it. Right here. Mando Salimaka. You see, that day you will look, the village will believe you. But before you invoke that kind of attraction, let Baba lead you. We put fire on that idol, set it ablaze, and when we mention, how many of you want this God? Hey! It was a big day for us. Hallelujah. 
But that's not the approved way. That's permissive. The one that you will do and come out without scratch all the days of your life is that you are led, receive an instruction. Yes, there's something in your compound. Wait, be praying, be praying. Then when God gives you an instruction, if you are not sure of it, wait again. He will give you another instruction. If you are not sure of it, ask him to, hey, let somebody confirm it with prophecy. Tell him like that. Ah, uh, You will come for service. Suddenly, suddenly, you will know how the thing will, it will break out. And then it will go in that might. His angel will accompany you. The battle that will take place overhead, you will not even be privy to it. But you will do your own on ground. Hallelujah. And you will see that that demon will not be able to come to that location again, even if the altar is erected the second time. His platform has been withdrawn in the spirit. Hallelujah. Second question before I delve into some doctrinal issues. We'll do this for another 45 minutes or so, and then do a little ceremony, and then we will take that your song again. And this time when we take it, there will be rain. There will be serious rain. Because I don't know what God will do yet, but when we start singing that song, my eyes will open, and uh, I will begin to see, and then we'll navigate from that point. I know how God will help us. Hallelujah. You want to... Praise the Lord. Eh, 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 eh. Now, you see, did you... Before we started asking questions, did you, did you hear what we said? Okay. All right, let's hear him out. He's a pastor. Maybe he has something to add, I guess. All right. Well, Go on, really pastor. Praise the Lord. I am enjoying the lesson seriously and uh, okay. I'm learning more things. But based on what my brother asked and uh, the question you were responding to, like you stated that while you were doing it in school, you did many things. Yeah, a lot of stuff. And nothing happened to you from then to today. Yes, a lot of uh, stuff. I want to believe strongly that at any time you, are, you have prayed, establish yourself in the Lord, and you do anything by faith, there are no repercussions to you it. You see, we are, we are, I want to bring something out. Yes, sir. You, you have the gift of faith. Yes, sir. Me, I don't. Now, um, me and number in the prophetic. So, for us, so we see first I, before we. I understand. And so, our mode from. of operation can be the same. I like it so much that you explained so that. So, I now. explained it within my own office, my <laughs> own capacity, and not beyond. I like it so much that you, you explained that now. Why I say so is that we have different faces here. There are people that have the gift of faith. And you know, you are a great father, and all of us look up to you, and we learn many things from you. Mm. And when somebody maybe that has the gift of faith that is going out to operate has heard this, his faith may be punctured now, to deal with certain true. things. But you know, I don't have the right to tell them what I'm not doing. You are a prophet. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> my own, it's my own way I will tell you because I proved it over time. Okay. But what he said is very accurate. Okay. Like People like Pastor Ike, they don't, they, they don't need instruction. Because personally, I believe anything I see Anything that comes my way satanically, I confront it right away. And I've always won. And there's never been repercussions. I, that is true. I, I believe it. When I see a situation and I'm provoked, I can do anything. That thing he's calling provoked eh? is an anointing that switched on there. <laughs> don't, don't go and be provoked in the flesh, you. 
when you come back, we have intensive care unit here. <laughs> that thing is saying provoked is the gift of faith. Hallelujah. Um, I don't operate in the gift of faith that regularly. But I operate in the prophetic regularly. Yes, sir. So it's my prophetic window that I use. Even in my operation of power, my power gifts operate on the wings of the revelational gifts because I'm prophetic. That's my own style. I, I accept it so much because I personally have struggled with that. I, I come to a place to minister that particular night. The Lord told me somebody is having a case like this and I don't usually operate in the prophetic. Okay. And when it, I say, what if I say it now and it's not just like you are struggling with that of faith now? <laughs> I struggled with the prophetic. I said, what if I said it now? I mean, I say it now and it's not true. It's okay, since you will not speak, what was happening to the person happened to me on the stage. He said, oh yeah, as it happened, now announce it. I said, God, this will continue like this. I will die before I finish preaching. <laughs> because I find it very difficult to announce what I hear when I'm ministering. Because I'm not called into the field of the prophetic as such. I don't believe even when I hear. So I will hold it until sometimes something will start moving in my body. You tell me that is what is happening to somebody now. Announce it. I will feel it practically before I will have the courage to announce. Because I'm not a prophet. So I'm not all that a prophet. So I will believe that. But since you are teaching many children, yeah. and that is yeah. why no, that's I believe that. Because what you're saying is totally biblical. Apostle Paul had this girl that was operating with the gift of, of divination. For several days, he didn't say anything. Because he was not moved. Mm. Because that is his area of calling, just like you. Yeah. He was not moved, so he didn't say anything. Until the day he was moved, before he cast out the devils. So it is true. But when you are teaching us as many children with different faces, if you put it that way, maybe a child will say, my father said like this, and he's operating by the gift of faith. So when the faith of God moves you to do anything, because the Holy Spirit is not going to tell you that time that you are operating by the gift of faith. Yeah. If you meet an idol and you receive a prompt to remove it, like, and then like the man you said, before somebody tells you this idol is here, the power behind that idol has surrendered it to you. Even if you are a baby in the Lord, you have the power to remove it and nothing will happen to you. Thank you, sir. Uh, please also add that updated version to it. <laughs> in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, you know, in the body of Christ, we, there's diversity. Uh, the landscape, someone might come to minister to someone that is sick. All right? And I, an evangelist will just pray for the sick and the person gets healed. Uh, it's different for the prophet. You need to see the source of that affliction. <laughs> you need to see the source of that affliction. And so your approach is going to be different to achieve the same result. It's just because we are using the frontier of different gifts. Alright? So whatever works for you. You can subscribe. And that's why it's good for a believer to have a spiritual history. This is what God used you to do. This is what God used you to do. You kill the lion, you kill the bear. This one is not too different. And so, the way God did it before is likely to do it that same way. So that his move in your life can be predictable. You can have some form of assurance about that move in your life. Hallelujah.
And so please add that update. Last question before we go to do the doctrinal route. Um, all right, somebody's trying to say something there. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I want to ask, if an instruction is given to you and the spirit behind a territory is being shown to you. No, I'm not hearing. How? Come back again. Volume. Speak into the mic. I know you are high spirit. But in order for us to hear you, the use of the microphone is needed in the physical. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> I am asking that if an instruction is given to you okay. and the spirit that is governing the territory, that particular territory, okay. how, how will you address it to okay. leave the territory? Now, you have not said that the instruction has anything to, to do with the spirit of the territory. What instruction, for instance, what instruction are you talking about? There was an instruction. Like, now, let me tell you something about the spirit of the territory before you, you delve into that. There is a reason. There's a legality. Are you with me? There's a legality that gives the spirit of the territory right to remain in the territory. As long as that legality is not yet undone, if you contend with that spirit, you will be injured. I want to give you that. If you contend with that spirit, you'll be, you'll be injured. As long as that legality is not removed. I have said prior to this time that the spirit realm is legalistic, first and foremost. There must be a legal premise upon which you base every activity. In order for us to be capable of salvation, Jesus did something that was legal. The death on the cross was a legal statement. It was in satisfaction of the claims of divine justice. That was a legal premise upon which redemption was procured. And the organic side of redemption could not take effect on the strength of the legal aspect of create, of redemption that was executed by jesus christ all right so there are legalities that gives spirits premises to operate and until you undo that legality that spirit has a right to that territory you can do your own business and leave the spirit to do his own business except god gives you the wisdom to undo the legality then you can displace the spirit from the territory if not you will be hot Meanwhile, we have not come to that point in the lecture. How to undo legalities. Now, there's a lot of litigation that is involved in securing spiritual freedom for more than one person. If it has to do with a group of people, there's a lot of litigation, spiritual litigation. And you need to know the laws that govern the spirit realm. Have we done spiritual laws here? Laws that govern the spirit realm. I think we did in one of the tapes. So listen to that one first, then that's a good place to start. 